Amen. Some, somebody asked me, why do we do this all the time? Because this might be the only positive thing you ever say. So say, say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind and a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I will never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give him one more high praise. Amen. 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 Well, we've been talking about grow, godly resources on winning. We're walking with God. We're in agreement with God. We're listening to God. Hello, somebody. Right? We're talking to God. Well, you know, people who talk to God make me nervous, one man said. The response, people who don't make me nervous. Okay? If you don't hear from God, you're in trouble. I, I, I don't know about you guys. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's just me. But I need God's participation in my life. The journey that I'm on somehow requires God's involvement on a daily basis. You know, maybe I just got off to a bad start. I don't know, but I got to have God. And I, I need to have the ability to hear God. And one of the greatest ways to develop that ability is to study that word, right? You need to know God's word. How are you going to hang out with, you know, uh, with somebody if you don't spend time with them? And the word of God is a great tool for you. Don't sit back and think, well, you know, I don't understand it, so I'm just not going to read it. I'm going to leave that, and, you know, and I'll hear it you know, on the weekend. No, no, get in the word of God. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You've got to have the word of God. Proverbs 13, 13, we've talked about this a little bit already, but it just bears repeating. It says, ignore God's word and suffer. Ignore the word and suffer. Honor God's commands, grow rich. You know, just like with your children, you know, if you listen to your father, you're going, there's going to be blessing and increase. But if, if you don't, you know, ignore your father, if you ignore your father, you are going to suffer, especially if you're mine. You know, if you're my kid and you're ignoring me, then I'll make sure you suffer, right? Uh, children, obey, honor, honor your parents. This is the first commandment with the promise, you know, so that you'll live long on the earth. Deuteronomy said, when you obey, it will go well with you, right? When you obey. See, a lot of us, though, we're, I think the reason we don't want to get in the Word and we don't want to hear God is because then we'd be held accountable to obeying what he said. And if we can use the excuse, I didn't know, that they, that might somehow release us from our responsibility. Hey, if you are going to be a believer, you got to get in the Word and you got to know what he said. Right? you got to start listening. I'm a child of God. Then act like an obedient child. Live like a believer. Come on, somebody. Let, let's, let's be people who not just buy T-shirts and bumper stickers. Let's be people who really connect to God and experience the supernatural power of God in our daily existence. Amen? You've been called, anointed, equipped positioned by God to do some incredible things. Don't think that God has overlooked you. No, he hasn't. He knows exactly where you're at. And all that stuff that you've gone through, he's using that to shape and mold you and, and to position you so that you are the right guy at the right time, at the right place, with the right stuff for the right people, and you're going to do the right thing. 
So you got to practice every day. Don't ignore his word. Get in the word. Jesus came that we might have life. Everybody say life. You know, many of us have received this incredible gift, but what we've not received is the ability to activate this gift. Uh, we live a life that is contained and manipulated by circumstances and situations, and we have a pretty normal existence. How many know that that's not the life Jesus came to give you? You know what? There is nothing about the life that Jesus came to put inside of you. When you, when you prayed that sinner's prayer, when you received life, okay, that, that life that was deposited into you, there's nothing normal about that life. That life is supernatural life. It's actually God's life. It is eternal life. When, when you get eternal life, don't limit the eternal life portion of your connection to God to begin after you're dead. Our picture of eternal life is like, well, when I die, then I'm going to go to heaven. Well, that eternal life can start now. Oh, come on, somebody. That can start now. That, that, that God's life operating in you right here and right now. How many of you are with us on Easter? Remember the scripture? You don't have to wait to the end. I am resurrection and I am life right here and right now. So resurrection life is operating in you right now. And it can change everything if you learn how to activate that life. If you can engage the eternal life that's been placed in you by God. See, I think what we have to do is we have to have a, a mind shift so that we, you know, when we think we've received life, that is not a noun. Many of us have received all kinds of things from God, and we look at it like they're nouns. They're verbs. Okay? What, what you have received from God is a verb. It is an active, uh, moving, uh, outrageous gift that God has dropped in you. The same life that he has, the same life that he is experiencing, he put that inside of you. But you, you, you can contain it and you can hide it and you can wait and hope that it works for you after you pass on. I mean, we're all going to die. Right? Everybody's going to die. Someday they're going to take your body out and put you in a hole in the ground, put dirt in your face and go back to the church and eat potato salad. It's going to happen. But why don't you try life before you die? I'm talking about life. That God's kind of life. You can have it now in, rather than later. Don't you want life? Man, I tell you what, I, I, I am a little bit tired of just, you know, eking through all the messes of, of life. No, no, no. You, you, you need to rise up to a level of victory that God's called and equipped you to walk in and begin to experience true, in abundance, to the top, till it overflows, life. Now, there, there's something that happens. Have you ever seen somebody when they first get born again and, and their entire countenance changes? You know, I mean, they were kind of dark and looked heavy, and, and, and they received Christ, and all of a sudden, Something lifts off of them, and, and, and they even glow a little bit. They got that shine. They got a twinkle in their eyes. Something's happening right there. Remember when you were born again how good you felt on the inside? That wasn't supposed to last 30 minutes. 
That was supposed to be a a life-transforming moment that carried you into the future that you and God were going to embrace together. But see, we have this mentality that keeps stepping back and shrinking away, and and we have a weird mindsets that tell us, well, you know, I I don't want to be strange. You know, I, I don't think God wants you to be strange, but he does want you to be different, other than, other than. Isn't that one of the definitions for the word holy? Other than. You, you should be other than everybody around you who's not connected to God. Why would you connect to God if you're the same as people who haven't? Well, what would the point be? Well, so that when I die, I can have eternal life. That's a bad use of the power of life that's been dropped inside of you. Okay, that is a bad use. How many of you are tired of being beat up by a defeated enemy? So live like life is a verb. How am I going to activate this life that God's put inside of me? Remember, as kids, we played the game hot and cold, and you you know, you pick out something in the room, and you don't tell them what it is, and then they try to, you know, find it, and when they get close, you're getting warmer, warmer, ooh, really warm, really warm, colder, colder, ice. Some of us are so far from life, we're frozen. We got membership. Hallelujah. But we're frozen. Fear dictates our decisions. Circumstance rules on the throne of our life. Issues and problems determine whether we're having a good day or a bad day. We're so far from living hot on fire with the life of God burning inside of us. It's foreign to us. Maybe that's because, you know, and it's, it's not just because we're foolish. It's, it's because we don't know. You know, we haven't been, uh, we've never experienced it. We've, we've not been, you know, put in the environment where that really exists. We, we've told people for uh, many years now that if you receive Jesus, you're going to be happy and you're, you're going to be, you know, blessed and you're going you're gonna to be, everything's going to be great. And then they get saved and find out that was a lie. Hello? You know, I mean, do you understand what a paradigm shift it it takes when when you suddenly realize that God don't even care if you're happy? It's it's not his intention is to make you happy. I mean, you know, joy, that's a different subject. But happy? Happy is based on happenings. Joy is a fruit from the inside of you. But happy? Bless those who persecute you. That ain't going to make me happy. <laughs> Hello? Pray for people who treat you bad. I am, that they die. I think he meant a different prayer. What would happen, and it's, it's just, okay, just a thought, just something I want you to try to wrap your brain around. What would happen if you connected to a life that was so powerful that suddenly all perspective was changed, that you could not wait to experience life, that instead of running from stuff, you started running into it, 
just to see what's going to happen when you and life showed up. See, I think that's what it means to be born again. To, to, to have that life, Zoe life, pumping through your veins, where something changes and you realize, I'm not on my own. I am not on my own strength. I'm not on my own journey. I'm not on my own in any way, shape, or form. God is getting up inside of me. Things I normally would do, now I stop for some reason and think, I should do this different. Things I would normally say, I catch myself and say, that probably wouldn't be right. Watch this. I'm going to change it. Can't, you can't expect that everything around you is going to change when you get born again. No, when you're born again, everything inside of you changes. Right? Nobody changed when you got born again. Bill collector still calls. You know, they have a lot in common with God because you can move and they can still find you. <laughs> Trouble still knocking. But the response to that is totally radically changed. I think if there is a chance that you're here tonight and you do not have life, real life, I'm not talking about, you know, inhaling and exhaling. I'm talking about zoe life. That's the word for it in the word of God, zoe. If you don't have zoe, if you can't uh, uh, feel his presence, it's, it's tangible, man. If, if you are not you know, just exhilarated with the life God's given you, I want to challenge you to not settle for anything less than the real life that God wants you to know and have. Okay, don't settle for anything at all. Look at this in John chapter 1. We'll read verses 1 through 4, and we're talking tonight about light. Everybody say light. Okay, in the beginning was the word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right? Hey, if you're pretty new to reading the Bible, start in John. You know, start in John. Don't go to Matthew. Because in just short order, you'll think, this is never going to change my life. Okay? Uh, um, let me just read some, some of Matthew to you. It's some of our favorite scriptures. Matthew 1, this is for the new believer. Here we go. The book of the ancestry of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham, the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez. Hmm. And Zira. Zira. Remember Zira? Zira is the guy that got zero because, well, that's a whole other story. Judah was the father of Perez. And Aram was the father of Aminadab. And Aminadab was the father of Nashon. And Nashon was the father of Solomon. Wow. Solomon was the father of Boaz. Are you feeling the anointing? Whose mother was Rohab, and Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, and Obed was the father of Jesse. Right about now, you can go to sleep. You know, it, it don't, it, it's not going to be real helpful to you if you just got born again, you're just getting into the Word, and you go to Matthew chapter 1. You know, what's crazy is that it is absolutely wild what's in this chapter. All the generations from Abraham to David are 14. Everybody say 14. And uh, from the Babylon exile 
is another 14. So 14 plus 14 is what? 28. You guys are good. Uh, from that to the exile of, uh, to Christ or another 14. So 28 plus 14 is what? 42. If, if, if you'll read later in the, in, in the Bible, it says you are a chosen generation. Um, you know what's crazy is if you go back and count the generations listed in chapter 1, there's 41. So is it new math? God don't know how to count. How come he? How come he, there's? It says there's 42, but there's only 41 listed because you are the chosen generation, the 42nd generation. You complete unity. God has called you out of darkness into light. He has put something special on you. You are a peculiar people. He didn't choose anybody else, but He chose us. He chose to put His life in you to make sure it got there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Look at verse 2. And the Word, uh, he, he was present originally with God. Look at verse 3. All things were made and came into existence through him, the Word, and without him was not even one thing made that is coming to be, and everything came right out of the Word. So everything God's got was made out of the Word. If you need to get what God's got, you need to get the Word in you so that you can have what he made out of the Word in you. Right? See, there's a lot of things that God's made, and you, well, where is it? Well, get the word in you so that you can have what God made out of the word inside of you because now you got the word inside of you. Right? Look at verse 4. In him was life. Everybody say life. Notice capital L. In him was life. That's Zoe. In the word, in Christ, was life, and the life was the light of men. The, the life was the light of men. Okay, the word light is, uh, you know, obviously it means to illuminate. It means to, uh, to, to cause to be visible. And it also means to uh, equip by development. So in him was life, and the life was the development of men. His life is what's going to develop you into being the believer that God's called you to be. His life inside of you is going to develop and cause growth in you. It's going to kick on, and you're going to see things you ain't never seen before because you ain't never had the light to see it before. But just because you got the light don't mean the light's turned on. We can hit the switch and turn out the lights. I mean, we got that down. We, we understand. Well, here's the deal. Is just because the light is in you don't mean that you're living in the light, that you're walking in the light. You got to turn the light on. Everybody say, turn it on. God's life is in abundance to the full till it overflows, and you kind of got to ask yourself, is that really the life I'm living? I mean, you know, I, I want to ask God every day, show me areas of my life where I'm in disagreement with your word. I want to walk in agreement with your word. Amos 3, 3, how can two walk together except they be agreed? So I want to get in agreement with your word. He quoted Isaiah earlier. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways your ways. For my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, saith the Lord. Well, you, duh, God's way is better than my way, so I don't want to live life my way. I want to know life his way. And in order to have his way of life operating in me, I need to at least be willing to look at my life and determine whether it's not whether or not it is the life he defined I'm supposed to have. Not the life I defined. Is this the life he defined? 
he said that he was the light of men. And the light, the life and the light is the power and ability to humiliate the forces of death and darkness. Listen, we got life and we got light, which is going to eradicate death and darkness. So, you know, instead of seeing everything always falling apart, we ought to see everything always kind of coming together, regardless of it seems like it should have fell apart. But whew, there it is. In, instead, of, instead of wandering around not knowing what to do, no, the light is here to turn on so that you can have incredible insight by the Spirit of God so you know what to do when you don't know what to do. That's the awesome ability of the light, Zoe life in you, so that when you are faced with something that, that could overtake you, you will see the thing that you didn't realize you had that could prevent the power that is coming against you to overtake you. Now you become the overcomer because you can see what you couldn't see before. When you can see what you couldn't see before, you can do what you couldn't do before. You can go where you've never been able to go before. You can touch what's never been touchable before. All of a sudden, life really changes. I mean, I don't know about you, but isn't that the life you want? If that's the life, then give me some more of it. It's going to release mankind from the grip of evil. See, when Jesus came and dropped this inside of you, when, 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 when the miracle occurred, when you were reconciled to God through his son Jesus, a real miracle occurred. That stranglehold that the enemy had on you suddenly was broken, and he could no longer, by right, by legal authority, manipulate your life any longer. But if you don't see, if you don't turn the light on, you won't see that you don't have to make your next decision based upon all that other stuff. You can make it based on something different. There's a higher law at work. See, there's laws. There's the law of gravity. If you get up on the roof and step off, you're coming down. But if you want to break that law, then you need to use a higher law that is no longer in submission to the lower law, right? Which would be the law of aerodynamics. You operate by the law of aerodynamics. You can get in an airplane. You can fly across the sky. And gravity, at a certain point, gravity even, you know, it's just non-existent. Well, is it still a law? Yes, it is. But there's a higher law that's not subject to the lower law. So you're living your life according to the law of the flesh, but God wants you to understand that if you will connect to the light, you can live your life according to the law of the spirit, which is not in submission to the law of the flesh. It is a higher law. So everything that you see with your natural eyes still going on, yes, but what God's word said in the spirit realm can elevate you above that law, and now you're no longer dictated by that lower law. You've got to get the light on. I said, you got to get the light on. People are being mean to me. You need God's light to see that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against you, you shall condemn, for this is the heritage of the sons and daughters of God. If you're God's child, then it don't make any difference what they say. He gets the last word. Hello? You doing all right? Jesus came. Look at it. John 10, 10, Amplified. Jesus came that we might have and enjoy life, Zoe. That you might have and enjoy Zoe. Jesus came, without him, you can't have it. 
The thief came to kill, steal, destroy. But I come that you might have and enjoy this life. Have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Here's a question for you. What, when life shakes you, what comes out? Your life or Zoe life? Okay, get, 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 get the picture of the glass. And when life shakes you, now, here's the deal. Remember I said that we promise people they're going to be happy and they're, they're going to be, you know, life's going to be good. No, the promise through the scripture when you connect to God is tribulation, temptation, trouble. That's the promise. That's, you know, and how many of you realize, oh, I've received the promise. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what you, need to, what you need to know is that when life shakes you, life is going to shake you. In this world, there shall be tribulation. But be of a good cheer. I have overcome the world. Who, who overcome the world? Jesus Christ. You understand that Christ is not Jesus' last name? Right? Christ was not Jesus' last name. Christ is a word that means the anointing or the anointed one. I am Jesus, the anointed one, Christ. Well, in the beginning was the word. This is the guy who came, right? This is the guy who's overcome. It is the word, the, the anointed word, the anointed word. When you get that anointed word in you, all of a sudden the thing that used to shake you, it still shakes you, but now instead of you popping out, life flows out of you. Well, no, I, I want God to change my circumstances. He's going to through you but he has to change you first. See, you, you can run from your problem. You can run from your situation a hundred times, and isn't it odd that you always come back to something ex exactly the same, if not greater in strength? Well, why? Well, because God's trying to change you. He needs to change you from the inside up. How does he do that? By activating that Zoe life that he's put inside of me. He's got to activate it, and if I won't, you know, it's like faith. You're going to live on faith on demand or faith on purpose. See, the just shall live by faith. That's the Bible, guys. If, if you're justified, then you will live by faith. It's going to be because you're in trouble or because you chose to live by faith. Right? On purpose or on demand. If something's going to put a demand on your faith, it might as well be you. You, you ought to be the one that says, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what God's word tells me to do because I know that when I do what he said, he will produce what he promised every single time. So I might as well do what God said so that I don't have to live through all this other mess going on over here. I'm still going to live through it, but it's going to be totally different now because that's not going to any longer dictate my direction in life. I need Zoe operating inside of me. Jesus came that we might have life. What comes on, you know, when you flip on that light, when you're looking at your life, have you got, have you got eternal life operating in you right now, or have you saved that for your rainy day someday, somewhere, someplace, to cross over to the other side? I need it more now than I'm going to need it then. You know, that. I grew up in church and been around all this stuff, you know, my entire life, and there's some great songs and hymns. And, but remember when we used to sing in the sweet by and by? Well, just praying that we die quickly, go to heaven, be with Jesus. The sweet by and by, what about the nasty here and now? You know, 
I, I need life now, not later. When we cross over, over that Jordan, we go to the other side. There ain't going to be no battles to fight there. We're going to be living in incredible, incredible bliss and victory. Okay, But right now, man, I got some warfare going on in my world. I, 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 got, I got an enemy who's hunting me, right? He's doing everything he can to take my faith, my family, my future. He's doing everything he can to stop me and in my track and to back me up and to get me to second guess whether or not God's really even real. How many of you guys, and you don't have to lift your hand and say, that's me, but how many of you guys in the middle of the night hear that voice saying, are you sure God's even real? I pass through the church and I hear that voice. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm going to put my confidence in him because Hebrews 10, 35 says, Cast not therefore away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, for after you do the will of God, you will receive the promise. Man, you, you, have, you have an enemy. You have a destiny that's called you, but you have an enemy that's hunting you. You need real life right the devil lies to people and tells them, well, you know, you don't need to be all that serious of a church attender. He's, that's the truth. You don't need to be a serious church attender. You need to be a serious believer. And if you get in the Word of God, you're going to find out that a serious believer is a church attender. But you, 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 you can activate this Zoe life right now. Why wait? Why settle to live as a mere human being, as a natural man, when the supernatural is available? I think, I think you ought to stop acting like Clark Kent, throw down them glasses, put on your cape, and let's go to town in this life environment that God's called us to. Hello, somebody. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You know, understanding Zoe life and the light, understanding that it kind of changes your perspective of familiar scripture. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature. Look at that. A new species, a new creature all together. The old previous moral and spiritual condition, the old has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Oh, come on. The, the fresh and new has come. Hey, right now you just say, hello, fresh and new. You know, I'm glad you're here. Right? Why? Because the old guy, that old man, man he, he's been fighting to dictate the direction of your life, but the new man is connected to the Zoe life that God has for you. And when you get in Christ, you are not the same as you were before he got in there. I said, you are not the same. Man, stuff that you used to fight and struggle with, all of a sudden you have a new ability to deal with. Now, you might not use it, but it's there. Hello, somebody. Things that used to knock you down, now you're stepping over. Why? Because I'm a new man. I got something new on the inside of me. I got real life going on in here. 
and it's changing me from the inside out. The thing that used to cause me to, you know, to think the wrong thoughts. Nah, that's getting put under. Zoe life activated inside of you. Listen, all of hell is frustrated because Zoe is connected to you. See, when you got born again, here's the cool thing about this, guys, is when you got born again, your spirit was born again. Zoe life was deposited inside of you. So it's not you going to get it. It's you got it. Oh, hear me. This isn't something that if you jump through enough hoops that you can lay your hands on, if you pay the right offering at the right time and put the right thing in the memo, you know, that, that, that you're going to purchase it. No, when you got born again, you got Zoe life. You got it. Now all you got to do is turn that bad boy on. Right? Look at somebody. Say, I got it. Look back the other way and say, hello, fresh and new. <laughs> the fresh and new have come. Look at that. Has come. Not going to come. Has come. Listen, life and death. Life, Zoe life, life and death are in the power of the tongue, Remember? So, you know what you've got to do to activate? How do I turn that light on? Well, you're going to use your mouth. This is the kingdom, guys. This is how it operates. You know, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you're saved. Right? So you've got to believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth. When you begin to speak, the power of death and life are in your tongue. So you've got to start speaking life. You've got, you got to get up every day and say, Zoe, life's operating inside of me. Today's going to change me. And everybody that knows me is going to begin to recognize the difference that Zoe, life has produced inside of me. I got Zoe Life operating inside of me. It's going to help me make great decisions today where I normally would have made a stupid one. Now I'm going to make a good one. Got Zoe Life. I'm going to go deal with my children today, but Zoe Life is going to change me so that I deal with them in the way that God would have me deal with them instead of the way that I would like to deal with them. And then life will operate in them too that way. Okay. I got Zoe Life. I got Zoe Life. I've got Zoe Life. Do you believe the Bible? The Bible says that, that life's inside of you and that if any man be in Christ... Man, he is a new species altogether. He's not, he's not a mere human being anymore. You, you know, the supernatural. You know why the enemy wants to keep you freaked out by the supernatural? Because he'd rather keep you more natural than super. But you have just as much super in you, if not more, than you have natural. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, for crying out loud, has been deposited inside of you. I mean, he broke the powers of hell, split it, you know, wide open, got, went down, got the keys of sin, death, hell, and the grave, brought them up, put them in your hand. What more exactly is it that you're hoping he'll do? Angels doing the river dance on the Chevy out in the driveway, writing your name in green glow paint on the bedroom wall. That would be awesome. Do that for me. You don't need that. You have already got Zoe life. You know what the deal is? You don't know who you are, and hell's trying to keep it that way. I said hell's trying to keep it that way. Hell don't want you to realize that that condition, that circumstance, that environment that seems to be tearing everything up around you, that that is actually going to surrender to your authority when you understand how to operate Zoe life. Look at this, 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6 through 9. King James Version. <laughs> For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, 
Well, here we are, Matt. Guys, we're talking about the light now. God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our heart. Hath shined. Oh, I, I hope you get this. Because if you get this, it's going to change everything. Everything. Hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He, he is shining you to give, bring that the glory mm, in you. But we have this treasure. What's the treasure? That's the Zoe life that's shining in us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency, oh, excellency, excellency. How's your life going? Excellent. Well, it looks like you're walking in crap. Yeah, but it's excellent because I'm walking through it. See, without this light shining to me, I'd be knee deep. But right now, it's just up to my ankles. That's okay. That the excellency of the power may be of God, not of us. God's trying to shine light in you so that you learn to live by his power, not yours. What happens when that happens? Look at, we are troubled on every side. Oh, good. But not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Oh, come on, somebody. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Why? Because I got Zoe operating in me. Zoe life's changing me. What would have destroyed me can't because I got Zoe. What would have caused me to be forsaken didn't work because Zoe life's operating inside of me. The thing that tried to take me out actually elevated me, took me up because it forced me to lock on to Zoe life and grow a little bit deeper in God. Hello, somebody. I like the Amplified. It says, struck down but never struck out. God's suddenly the umpire. You do understand that when God's the umpire, the rules change. Well, that's not fair. Right. He's God. The world's telling you, third strike, you're out, and God's saying, get back up there and swing again. The world's telling you that there ain't no way you're going to make it, but God's saying, hey, wait a minute, I'm in charge here. There ain't no way you ain't going to make it. You're saying, oh, I look stupid trying. He says, well, just keep trying until you don't look stupid. Come on, get back up again. Get back up again. In that resurrection life, when you when death has wore itself out, life stands back up again. Get back up again. You don't understand the, 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 the explosion that's incurred in, in, in our home. It, okay, you've had an explosion, but we're moving into a future with Zoe life, so the thing that should have killed you didn't kill you. You ain't dead. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not dead. Let me give you one more scripture. One more. 2 Peter 1, 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us, hath given, everybody say hath given. Guys, his divine power, that is his rightful ability because of the position that God possesses. That's his rightful ability because of the position that he possesses. And in his position, he hath given, that's actually one word, which means to bestow previously. 
So, again, it ain't something you're waiting on. It's something that has occurred. Okay? God, in his position, gave you all things, which is another one word, which means each thing, everything, anything, all thing, the whole thing, and everything. Let me, let me say that again. It's, it, the, the, the Greek word here is pause. It means each thing, everything, anything, all thing, the whole thing, and everything. Now, let me ask you something. What more do you need? Well, I don't feel like I have it. Well, could it possibly be that the word which created it needs to get inside of you? Because, see, this word is the actual material that the thing you need is actually made out of. So now I'm going to put my confidence in that word, get that word inside of me, and the very thing that I need is going to be developed in me. Why? Because light, that's the power of the light. The light comes to develop of men. So he's trying to position you in a place where you have a, an illumination, an understanding, a revelation, an insight, where you're not looking out there to find everything you need, but you're looking in here now because God's going to develop inside of me the very thing that I need because he's given me all things that pertain unto Zoe the absolute fullness of life, the real and genuine life, the active life, the vigorous life, the life that's devoted to God, blessed by God, and lasts forever with God. That's the life he's given me. And godliness through the knowledge, which is precise and correct understanding of him who has called, again, has called, not going to call, but has called, which means that he's given a name, a title, or a position. So God has given you a name, a title, and a position so that you can operate in your authority. He has appointed you to live a Zoe-filled life. And, and see, here's what the enemy's trying to do is use disappointment. The prefix dis means to push down or press out of your appointment. So he's trying to disappoint you and use the weight of life to push you out of your appointment. Why? Because your appointment is where your authority is at, where your anointing is at, and it's where the light switch is at. You can't reach the light switch if you're not in your appointment because you are the only guy who has the right to turn on the light. He has called us from at through the knowledge of him who hath called us, oh yeah, to glory, which is excellence, which is magnificence, which is a most glorious condition of blessing and brightness. Because suddenly the light is shining in you. And now those outside of you don't see you no more. They see the light shining through you. You know, I started studying this again and stopped and asked myself, am I born again? I had myself a little mini revival just to make sure. I've been born again like 942 times now. This life that God wants you to have, well, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I don't care what kind of pursuit is required. I want it. Right? I've experienced it. I've had moments where suddenly, oh, that was Zoe. I knew that was Zoe. I want to take every step of my journey under the influence of Zoe life. I, I never want to have a moment where I question again any of God's word regarding my 
my journey. <laughs> nope. No, you know what? I've seen God do too much. There's cer- there certain things you'd never convince me. You know, people say, well, healing's not for today. You're going to have a hard time convincing me of that. Sent my dad home in 1980 to die with cancer. He'd already had chemotherapy, already had radiation, had tubes up his nose, and he sat in a chair reading Proverbs 4 over and over and over again until he got up out of the chair and went out and built five or ten churches. You're going to have a hard time convincing me that God doesn't heal. I've laid hands on people that, that their eyes look like marbles, and, and they cleared up from the bottom up, and they had sight for the first time in their life. I, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that God doesn't heal. You're going to have a hard time convincing me that God's not into prospering his people because his stupid as I am with money, I still walk around and blessed. You know, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that, that of certain things. But, you know, there are areas where the enemy has tricked me and caused me to think that, well, you know, now let's just, let's just be reasonable here. But God wants to go and blow your mind. He who is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above anything that you could even ask or think. He can go so far over the top that you couldn't even wrap your brain around it if you tried. The one who says that, uh, you know, he can speak and it'll come into existence. He's saying, why don't you actually trust me to be me and you stop trying to be me in life? Then you'll know Zoe life. Hello? Then you'll know Zoe life. So you trying to you trying to say, well, if we do this, this, and this, then that's going to happen. And God's sitting up looking at you going, when are you going to learn? <laughs> you're not going to motivate God. You're not going you're, you're, you're to manipulate God. So you've got to quit trying to be God and go back to that book and say, okay, what would you say? How, how do I get Zoe life in my marriage? Well, husbands, you love your wives, and wives, you submit and honor to your husbands. How do we get Zoe life in our home? Well, you train up a child in the way he should go. Don't push him to anger. Children, obey your parents. Well, I can't make my children obey. Do you do your part? Trust me, God knows the buttons to push on your children. God knows how to reach your son, your daughter. God, God knows where they're at. How do I get Zoe life operating in my business? Well, you know what? You go into the Word of God, and you see what the Word of God has to say, and you begin to live that Word, and you use that that bit of light to operate in, and watch God begin to bless. And you do what He said, and He will produce what He promised every single time because He is life. Amen? Close your eyes, bow your heads, let me pray for you. Guys, come back, we're going to sing one more time. If you're here tonight, and you don't have that kind of life, why would you go home without it? You know, i got to tell you, we, we, we have a group of the key leaders praying, fasting, looking to, into the future. God, what are you going to have us do? On a, we're, we're on a 21-day fast right now. And while we're praying, one of the things that, that we are believing God for is, uh, you know, insight into the future. And today I was praying, and God told me, you know what? All my people need insight into their future. You need insight into your future. Why don't you, if you're here tonight and you don't have Zoe life, why don't you make the best 
choice, the most obvious choice, the most reasonable choice you can possibly make and be reconciled to God through his son, Jesus Christ, who is the life and the light of man. You're here right now and you say, you know what, Pastor Tom, I don't have that kind of life. Maybe, maybe you've gone to church your entire life. Maybe you've, maybe you've never prayed the sinner's prayer. It doesn't even matter. You're here tonight and you say, I don't have Zoe life in me. Hard to turn on a light when the bulb's not there, the wiring isn't there, there's not even a switch. You ready tonight and say, I want to receive relationship with God. If that's you, just hold your hand up. We're just going to pray for you. We're all going to pray together. Are you here? I want relationship with God. I want life deposited inside of me. Just hold your hand up. Let us see it. Thank you. You can put it down. Anybody else? I want life. I want I want this thing. Thank you, sir. You can put it down. Anybody else? Put life inside of me. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Don't want you to miss this. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I will. I'll hook up with this later. Don't. Why live one more moment? Why take another breath without really knowing what life is? Thank you, ma'am. Just want to wait for a second. Church, just pray. I, I, it feels heavy on me that God's just really trying to reach somebody. Go ahead and accept life. Be reconciled to God. Receive the love and forgiveness that God's offering you tonight. We beg you as if Christ were here himself. Receive. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. All right. I want everybody here just pray this prayer with me. Would you, would you mind just stand to your feet for just a moment? Everybody here just stand up. We're all going to pray this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father. I receive life. I receive life. Change me. Change me. From the inside out. Let me know forgiveness. Let me know acceptance. Let me know life. Take my life and use it. For your glory. And let your light shine in me. Every day. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' name, amen.